0: Welcome to Boardroom Media. My name's Velvet Bell-Templeman and I'm here talking to Saeed Jahani, National Managing Partner of Financial Advisory at Grant Thornton. Saeed specialises in turnaround and corporate restructuring. Today we'll be talking about the coronavirus or COVID-19 and how it's impacting the business world, how various sectors are dealing with the impacts and how they should be preparing. Saeed, thanks for joining us. Thank you. COVID-19 has seen many industries and sectors upended with panic buying coupled with social distancing and the banning of gatherings of 100 or more. This is unprecedented. Saeed, what are we seeing in the business landscape and what does this mean for the economy?
1: Well, good good question to kick things off. I mean, what we're seeing at the moment is there is clearly a lot of uncertainty faced by businesses at the moment. Quite frankly, a number of businesses live in the headlight. We haven't seen anything like this before and it's fair to Assume businesses are not quite sure how to respond or how deeply they should respond. For some, their first reaction is to have cut cut costs, cut people uh, in terms of casual uh, workforce council orders in order to try to preserve their position. For others, it's about how they can manage their workforce, ensure the safety of their workforce, and remain open for business, albeit in some sort of limited capacity. Others are trying to do a bit of both. Quite frankly, it's a sucker and see approach by a lot of businesses as they try to navigate what are very uncertain waters. In terms of the economy, clearly this is going to have a massive impact on our economy. Whether it's going to last for six months or 12 months is unknown at this point in time, but there's no way our economy is going to be able to stay in positive growth territory for the foreseeable future.
0: And Saeed, discussing impacts to the economy, Prime Minister Scott Morrison suggested this week that the measures they're putting into place need to be scalable and sustainable for at at least the next six months. Based on this, what do you think will happen in the business landscape in both the short and the long term?
1: Well, look, I think unfortunately there's going to be a lot of pain out there for businesses and and we're expecting a significant uptick in corporate collapses. There are already pre-COVID-19 businesses that were vulnerable or struggling quite frankly on 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 the edge those those businesses you know this will probably be the straw that, that breaks the camel's back. you know what we think should happen and will happen is those businesses who are which are well managed and have strong balance sheets and innovative in how they uh deal with this crisis should be able to weather the storm given the amount of the ground sort of support from you know various stakeholders such as banks in the community insolvencies as i said will definitely go up we expect restructuring tools like safe harbor will be more widely used by boards you know which will help them protect board members from personal liability from insolvent trading and in the longer term i suspect you know we are a fairly resilient economy and community you know we've been through various crises you know over the over the years not quite like this but similar to this such as SARS so we'll all bounce back, and you know we'll all bounce back. I think to pre-pre coronavirus levels in terms of business activity. It's just a matter of how long that will take.
0: Now, say let's talk about who this is particularly impacting. We know the aviation and hospitality sectors in particular have been hit hard. Who else is feeling the pinch, and what are you hearing on the ground?
1: Well, if you asked me that question a week ago, I would have been a bit more selective in my in my answer. I would have said to you. You know the front line you know of who is being impacted are sectors such as tourism, aged care, hospitality, aviation. But this thing is moving so fast and changing uh, daily. Uh, as of today, I would say no sector of the economy uh, is left untouched. It's impacting every industry. Now in some instances, it's impacting it in a positive way. You've seen the you know the rush on groceries and toilet paper. There I say, and you know, as a consequence that supply chain from, you know, businesses that transport for the woodies and coals to the to the suppliers to woodies and coals are, are seeing a, obviously a an uptick in business activity. But unfortunately that's more the exception than the norm. You know, even in industries that, you know, you would have thought you would have thought are I'm not impacted by something like this, talking to clients who are saying, you know, customers are cancelling up to fifty percent of orders. So Quite frankly, it is impacting everyone. I mean, early in the piece, you know, there was concern about businesses being able to get stock out of China when China was shut down and supply chains were closing. What we found now is even with that supply chain opening back up because China is opening back up. The biggest issue for businesses is not necessarily supply anymore. It's demand with customers falling off a cliff.
0: So you've talked about some pretty wide-scale economic impact there. Globally, we're hearing talk about recession. You would have been through the GFC. Are there any similarities you can see between then and now and would lead you to think a recession is on the horizon?
1: Look, I think you know, we haven't had an recession in Australia for over 30 years, even during the GFC. I think we only had one negative quarter of growth. So whether we like it or not, you the know, economic cycle suggests what goes up must come down. And given these external shocks, it's very likely that we will go into recession. I mean, that's my prediction. The one thing that hasn't got a lot of press coverage up until now, to be quite frank, and when talking about the coronavirus, is one of the factors that was a big catalyst for the GFC, and that was the liquidity within the financial market. When banks stop lending to each other, or when they are unable to borrow from the wholesale markets, which is what happened during the GFC. the knock on impact of that to businesses was they had limited to no access to credit my My sources are telling me that it's now starting to happen within the banking market and the liquidity is starting to dry up uh, and if that continues, then that will actually be a double whammy you know we you know in, in this instance with the coronavirus there's a massive you know, drop-off in demand and, and consumer spending, plus this added shock of restriction of liquidity will mean that I think this downturn will probably be worse than the GFC.
0: Wow. So can we talk strategies? The federal government and most of the state governments have already released stimulus and relief for businesses. The aviation sector has just promised a $715 million relief package to keep them afloat. What's your take of government support and what else can businesses be doing?
1: Look, I think it's a good start. The the reality is, I think we, you know, it, it is just that it's a start. There'll definitely need to be more incentives and stimulus pumped into the economy, and and frankly, you know, put into the hands directly of business owners. What we're saying to to customers and clients of of Grant Thornton at the moment is, you know, the the two key themes that you need to be focused on to be able to weather the storm is firstly, stockpiling cash by maximizing your liquidity that will buy you time and obviously time is something that you know we don't know how long this thing will go for so that could involve all sorts of strategies such as you know renegotiating you know with your suppliers your lenders your landlords to get some sort of holiday or abatement in, in payments it could also mean talking to your customers and making sure you understand, you know, if you thought that customer's debtors receipt was going to come in next week, just making sure that is still the case because customers are obviously, you know, still also feeling the pinch themselves. And then, you know, the second key thematic that we're helping clients with is really around their workforce. The workforce is obviously probably one of their biggest costs in in most businesses in Australia today. And, you know, there's a number of different ways you can approach that. One is trying to see if you can split your workforce to protect, you know, their, their health and also keep the business open. Other options that we've been talking about is, you know, it's a little bit drastic, but, you know, potentially putting, you know, some of the workforce on half pay and it's could to be done by a typically agreement, but with the idea that when, you know, business levels return to normality, then, you know, businesses can then make payment with a catch-up amount that they owe uh, employees.
0: So cash flow and business continuity is clearly an issue. How do businesses keep on top of this? You mentioned restructuring earlier. Is this the time to look at restructuring or diversification?
1: Look, I wouldn't say diversification. I'd I'd definitely say stick to your niche right now. You you don't necessarily want to be looking at at diversifying. Restructuring, quite possibly, it really really does depend on a case-by-case basis and what is actually happening in your sector, in your business. And what liquidity you have to be able to give effect to any sort of change. What we're saying to our clients is, right now, what you should be doing is scenario planning. And you know, we're helping clients you know model out various different scenarios around how this you know, crisis would impact their business. Depending on how long, how deep it will go and how long it will go, and as a consequence of that scenario planning, you know we're then able to make with the client informed decisions today about how they should be managing their business. No doubt there will be competitors who will you know be struggling and and there may be opportunities for businesses if they have the appetite and the capacity to potentially take advantage of that. But you know most clients that we are speaking to, even in circumstances where you know they feel that there may be an opportunity to acquire a competitor, are probably more focused right now on their own business and making sure that that is well preserved and well protected
0: and Saeed from an investor's or financier's point of view, what should they be looking out for? I'm assuming appetite to invest is shrinking.
1: It depends on who you speak to, so in some worlds in terms of Typical sponsors, financial sponsors, yes, and in, in, there are pockets uh, of money out there that specialize in investing in times like this, and so they're, you know, they're sort of knocking on our door, telling us that they are very much open for business, have a checkbook, and are willing to provide liquidity. So it does depend on on, on what sort of investor or financier you are, in terms of the sorts of things that you should be looking for, well, a good fundamental business, you know, as I said, once this crisis is over, and it will eventually come and pass, good fundamental businesses will bounce back, um, you know, so businesses with good management teams, uh, strong balance sheets can, you know, generate good liquidity, potentially, you know, defensive, defensive sectors like healthcare, you know, are the sort of businesses that will always be attractive and you know, will always attract investment.
0: And Saeed, any final thoughts you want to share on what is happening in the economy and what this means for businesses?
1: Yeah, well, look, I think just to conclude, I would say that there's obviously a lot of change and uncertainty out there, and business owners and boards are going to be, as I said at the beginning, a, a bit of deer in the headlights. And my only counsel would be, don't try and don't think you need to do all of this by yourself. You know, there are resources and people that you can lean on and support. And Grant Thornton is a great example of that. We are there for our clients. We are actively working with our customers to help them through this and give them some stage advice and see them come out the other end. So there's no shame in asking for help. That's probably the last piece of counsel I will leave you with.
0: Some great advice. Saeed, thank you very much for your time.
1: No problem. Thank you very much.
0: You can find further information on how COVID-19 might affect your business and assistance is available to you on the Grant Thornton COVID-19 hub at www.grantthornton.com.au forward slash COVID-19. My name is Velvet Bell Templeman and you're listening to Boardroom Media.